see what we can figure out to throw against the wall and stick. Mm -hmm. I mean, it was pretty successful that one year. Then, like... Yeah, you mean the first year? Yeah, then but then the second year, the writer's strike happened. That wasn't their fault. Well, it was kind of their... It was kind of their fault, because if they paid the writers earlier, it Mm. may have been saved. Yeah. But you Um, know, like, every single show that season fucking suffered from it. They weren't unique. Yeah, but the problem with, like, especially a nerd catered to um, show with a consistent storyline is once people miss episodes, they're just like, well, fuck it then, and they stop watching. Yeah. Oh, I, I get that. I mean, that happens with every single show that's, you know. It doesn't happen with every show. Shows that are more procedural-based, people don't care if they miss episodes because it usually doesn't matter. Yeah. Right, right, right. That's what I'm saying. Like, it's if it's episodic. Yeah. Right. If it's episodic and self-contained, then there's that's mm-hmm. no uh, big deal. That's why all those freaking like CSI and SVU shows are not all of them. or Law and Order shows. Some or... of some of them are canceled. Most of them are canceled. I think SVU is the only Law and Order show on. And oh ma- yeah, yeah, Law and Order. I, I meant, but S- CSI is still on. One of them. Um. New York, I think. I think the other ones got canceled. What's right. the one with Miami uh, and the main uh, one? Uh, that's NCIS LA. Okay, so NCIS. Yes, that, that one has two still. That still has two, yes. But anyway, I think at the time there weren't that many shows like Heroes. So Heroes suffered far more than some of the other shows that went through a writer's strike. And I think there were some that never really got off the ground because of the writer's strike. Ah. Yeah. I watched all of that. I don't know why. Because it, it was on Netflix and I was like, okay. Cuz why not, right? Yeah, I had nothing to do back then. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, this is not about heroes. We have we have it's things not. to do today. Yeah, we have oh. things to talk about. And I still don't know what episode this is. So that's too bad. Uh, yeah, that's, yeah, I don't know. Like, there's I, been God, like yeah. s- there's like six or something episodes where we don't know the. <laughs> I don't know yeah. what was the last one you got. If you had something beyond what was put up, and then I don't remember how many episodes I recorded with Ed. Whether it was like three or four or six. So. Yeah, I, I don't know either. All I know is is that. I have them in the thing, and I gotta edit them, but I'm, like, way too busy to edit anymore, so that's where, like, fucking... Can you get, like, the... I don't know. Whatever date is the closest to now, and try to, like, figure out what we said episode number was? Let's see what I have. I can actually listen to it right now if I I wanted to. That'll work, because... I mean, we could guess, but then we'd probably be wrong. And Let's see, what's the last one? 2013, 923. Then we have to deal with. And then the one that he put up isn't necessarily the last one that we recorded. I know that much. Yeah. But after that date of 23rd, I but have. But I assume you've given them. Not necessarily. Oh, you haven't given them all. all. I, I haven't spoken to Diego. None of us have. Since I don't even know, <laughs> this looks like since fucking October. <laughs> no, you know. Okay. I mean, I know my DM says it's gone. Eighty-four out. is the one that I just like. I just opened up. 
It's like 90 So 84 on it. September 23rd, which, what was the last one that's posted up there? Let me see. On the site. Website. Yeah. 81. Mm -hmm. We've done more than just three then. So you said it's the 23rd, so I don't know if all right. of these are for our podcast, but I have one, two, three, four recordings with Ed after that. Okay. And I that's ending in December, because I know the one after was for Jammer's podcast. Yes. Right, the one that was where we that is actually the last time I talked to you. Yeah, that was the last time was when yeah. we all had the little mini reunion. Yeah. Little, little so th this is episode eighty-eight, maybe, maybe eighty-nine. Sure. Call it that, and then if people ask, be like, "What the hell happened?" Be like, "What are you talking about? We posted them. If you didn't listen to them, that was just, just a glitch just in the matrix. Deny everything. Yeah, it was just a glitch in the matrix. That's all it was." Okay. You guys ready? Uh, hi. Do we have any news before I start talking? Ah, oh, shit. Eh, uh, let's, let's not care about it. We have too many episodes to talk about anyway. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was going to see if like, even, if we even had an uh, email. No. We had a comment, I believe, Okay. on the episodes um, on our Facebook I think it was. Um, I think. Basically, one thing that's happened is um, the movie came out, but yeah, that's not important to us for another couple of months. Yeah, Hisoka's in J Star's victory. Yeah. That happened in January. As an assist, fucking bullshit. Yeah. And Banjo Ginga is replacing the dead guy in Hunter Hunter. So yes. ah, that's what happened. Yes. So Jester Till posted it on February third. Wow. Did you guys see that? Ah uh, yes, Jester Till. Yeah. No. I mean probably because what? You know, <laughs> right, exactly. It's a slightly ironic title for a final episode. At least I'm assuming you guys are calling it quits. Can't really blame you. I kept hearing how editing these is a pain in the ass, so yeah. Shame though, since the show is really getting to the good bits and the whole Antarctic is turning out to be one of the high points of Shonen Battle anime in general in general. Without you guys to promote the show, everybody's just going to watch these naked giants eating people. Seriously, what's that all about anyway? Oh, well, it was a great fun while it lasted. Thanks and all the best to a lot of you. Bye. All right. <laughs> all right, so I guess we're done. Yep. <laughs> yep. <laughs> <laughs> all right, hello. Welcome to the episode of... Dropping the X in Unofficial Hunter Hunter podcast. My name is Dame Dr. Foxy Brown, and we've somehow managed to locate the missing Mexican, Diego. Oh, yeah. I thought you were about to, like, isn't that one of your guys' buddies? Sort of. But we Your don't talk about him. Mexican Matt. Yeah. Oh. You're he... just a missing Mexican. <laughs> oh, okay. Yes. Yeah. Hey, guys. We're back. So do you want to explain yourself? Uh, sure. It's called a life. Um, it happens when you graduate college. And so, you so you're just you're just gonna lie. Okay, that's cool. What? How am I gonna lie about what's it? What's up, Eddie? Hey, <laughs> what's happening? I'm here. 
I'm doing things, probably. So we've we've been away for, I don't know how long it's been. Honestly, it's been a time. Three, four months, maybe? At probably. Least. I think we, we're covering ten, ten episodes today. So, yeah, so that's so about maybe. three months yeah, or so. Sounds about right. None of this is my fault. I just like to go on the record and say that. Oh. I take no oh, blame for the clusterfuck that's about to be this episode because you're going to be bouncing <laughs> all over the place. I know the <laughs> start point and the end point. I watched the last three episodes at like 5 o'clock this morning because I could not sleep. So I don't know where this is going to go. Maybe in like 10 minutes, like a wave of sleepiness is going to hit me and then I will no longer have any control over this episode. So with that said, we should probably start. Yeah, let's do it. So what I remember from what I skimmed of episode 108 earlier is it's that episode where um, Kamugi mentions to the king that she doesn't know what his name is. Yeah, also she's like, oh, I'm evolving or whatever. She's like fucking going. You see like the nan around her and she's like evolving and stuff. Is that what that was? I thought she was just coming from the excitement. Like it was just. I'm calming. Yeah. Yeah. It's probably a combination of the two. Probably. I mean, it's about the closest she's going to get to coming. Yeah, Yeah. because of events. Yeah. Yeah. You have to remember that this whole entire relationship is a love relationship, too. So she may not be coming in a physical sense, but she'd be coming in a spiritual and. Spiritual? Oh, okay. Yeah. We're getting deep because, you know. Spiritual coming? Okay. Yeah. I like this. A mind. Mind fuck. There you go. No, no, no. Mindfuck sounds violent. Yeah. That's, that's... No, no. <laughs> okay. This is lovemaking, okay? Lovemaking via mind. There you go. <laughs> yeah. So anyway. Mind loving. The king, yeah. through his own evolution as a Gungi player, has been gently massaging her mind until this one moment when everything just explodes. Yes. Yeah. And she knows where her true path in life is or whatever. And then the king is like, okay, you asked me my name. I don't know how to answer that question. Fuck! Gonna... What the? F- Wait, names? <laughs> Fuck! Ah! The funny thing I'm is, I'm supposed that... to have one of those. The funny thing is, like, he asked her, "Is like, what's your name?" Oh, my name's Kumugi. And what's your name? What's a name? I don't know. What the <laughs> fuck is like, like ah? <laughs> it's like uh, those sci-fi movies where it's like to stop the evil AI computer AI, you have to ask it a question it can't answer. Or <laughs> right. <laughs> Hey, he just asked it to be polite. He's like, you've provided me with so much entertainment over the past, I don't know, half a week or whatever it was. And I would like to honor you by knowing your name before I kill you. And I've never asked anybody else their name. And she says Kamugi, which I could have sworn he already knew, but I guess he just wasn't listening when she said it the first time because he didn't give a fuck. And Pito was sitting in the room losing his shit. Because, um... The king dismisses her, and as she's like walking past, he's thinking, "I have to kill this bitch right now." Like this is gonna be bad. I got, she gotta go. It's taking a turn for the worse, and, and she like stumbles or whatever, and he has to like physically restrain himself from killing her. Mm-hmm. And she finally toddles off into her room, and like the king has a little summit with the three of them, and it's all like, "Yo, what's my name?" And they were like, were you supposed to have one? I do like that he keeps saying all, he kept saying all their names. He's like, okay, so Pufu, 
your poofu and right. pito yeah pito, pito i remember that yeah. <laughs> he's like, he's like okay but what the fuck is my name yeah and they're like i got it you're the king well i like i like that yeah that was like uh Poofu's answer is like, you're the king. It's like, king's a title. King can be whoever. It's like, well, shit, okay. <laughs> and then, uh, Pito, what's what's my name? Uh, I don't know how to answer that question. He's like, <laughs> you realize I'm yeah. dumb, right? Like, <laughs> right. <laughs> or wait, no, it was Yuppie. Yuppie was Yuppie, like, yeah, I, 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 like know. I don't angry. I don't know. <laughs> I, don't know. <laughs> I don't know what a name is. I don't even know what I'm doing You're here. lucky I, I just... know how to talk, okay? Like... <laughs> and Poofu's like having a meltdown. He's like, I can't believe we're on the same intellectual level. This is terrible. He's yeah. <laughs> like, I just learned how to fly not that long ago. It's like, so... where, where'd you guys get your names from? Because a lot of the other ants chose the names for themselves. And the queen named them. So there's a reasonable assumption that she named him as well. Because why would you name the royal guard and not give your son that you cared but about so know. much a name? Because, yeah. Of course and they don't know because she, she, didn't, she didn't tell, tell anybody. Him, yeah. yeah, well, she didn't really have a choice to tell him. Kind of bust himself out of her vagina. Not even her vagina. Out of her abdomen. Okay. Out of so her much, abdomen. Right. That's so much worse. Like, if he mm-hmm. busted himself out of her vagina, at least, like, it was meant to come out that way like there was a little there would be a little bit of stretching that would be very painful and a lot of bleeding he just like punched the shit open and you don't do that punch that shit (laughs) ah so anyway the king the king has an epiphany and he's like i know who i am like i'm an avatar of destruction or whatever i'm be the best me i can be and in order to do that i need to get rid of this woman i don't know why i've kept her around this long like it should have been the first day and then i killed her so he like storms to the room and he's like yeah i'm gonna kill her i got this and he opens the door and this dumb broad is getting attacked by like an eagle or some stupidness like like an eagle and he's like no baby are you okay like the most ridiculous thing ever and he just is like struck with like pity for her like she's so silly that she's sitting here i mean she's also blind so i don't even know if she can hit it accurately but He's like, she's just sitting here getting attacked by this thing. And she would literally, if he turned around and left, she probably would have bled to death. She would have died. And the fucking eagle thing would have ate her. Yeah. And the then thing he's... that cracks me up is like, why? He goes, why didn't you ask for help? Well, because it's late and I don't want to, like, get anybody in trouble. Like, damn, girl, like, really? You're just going to fucking die because you don't want to inconvenience anybody? I mean, when you look at what she said about her, her childhood... <laughs> Yeah, it, that's... it didn't seem nice. Like her parents always told her she was a nuisance and that like shit. waste of oxygen and all that stuff. So, and he is a murderous guy. It's not mm. like he's he's ever claimed not to be. And like I like that he impales the eagle with his tail and it explodes. Yes. Yeah. Oh my god, it's like some Borderlands shit. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, God damn it, woman! Don't you know I care about you? Don't just be in here dying. I'm not saying anything to anybody. And he's just like, okay, next time I'll call for your help or something. I'm sorry. And he just starts banging. He's like, ah, I don't know what to feel here. This is <laughs> yeah. the fuck. He's like, wait, what am I saying? Why are my words coming out like this? I don't understand. It would have been the best if he had like awkwardly pet her on the head. <laughs> like, yes. Yeah, they're there. Please stop <laughs> crying. Stop having emotions. I'm uncomfortable. 
So basically, after I know this was a couple episodes before they started attacking the palace. Yes. But basically, this is the only episode I tried to catch myself up on. So I have no clue what happens between here and 115. I kind of took, <laughs> like, little pot shots of things, like, along well, the way, so... Did you forget, like, the awesomeness where they're, like, they're getting prepared to run into the... To get into the castle, so then you have, uh... What was it? Uh, not shoot. Knuckle? Knuckle? But, no, not Knuckle. Who's the guy with the glasses? Nov. Nov. Yeah, Nov, where he's, like, putting the entrances to the castle. And uh, he's, like, getting closer and closer. Remember, he, like... Oh, wait, I think we that, talked about he, that already. We already talked about that, though. Oh, did you guys already talk about that? Okay. Yeah, that was in episodes before. Was yeah. this... Okay, so then... They finally get into the fucking castle, because they're breaking in. Right. Well, okay, and so... And the, the breakdown of a second-per-second second thing happens, where... Mm-hmm. Well, let's see. 109 is when they're talking about the plan. Okay. Yeah. I know they were they were chilling in his apartment complex or condo, or whatever he, he calls it, getting prepared for that exact moment that they'd synchronized that they were going to attack. They're like, okay, at this time, we're all going to bust in there at the same time, and nobody's going to know what the fuck, because it's going to be like nine of us all running in different directions. It's going to be awesome. Trust me. <laughs> <laughs> and then they were like, "Hey, where's the chairman?" And uh, don't worry, he's gonna do something. Like, it's gonna he's got be, this. It's gonna it be, will be epic without telling anybody. Try not to die. <laughs> right? yeah. yeah. Look, just like keep keep your head in, in the sky. All right. Keep like, your head on a swivel. Keep your head on a swivel. Yeah. Just make sure you're not to yeah, die. Make sure you're and looking like, out for things. Those couple episodes where it was basically the narrator show were fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because there there wasn't very much dialogue. But he was um, feeding us the information that they'd all decided upon and what was going on here and what was going to be going on there in that corner and over here in this corner. And you're going to love all of it. So. Except for the haters that didn't don't like the narrator. Those Who people said... exist. Yes. Well, wow. I... people, a lot of people that didn't like that at all. I yeah, that's sad. There, you know what else? There are people that I was reading about. Um that they didn't like the fact that there's so much emotion in the show. Like what? everybody's fucking like Yeah, like where like everybody like seems to have like crying down moments. Like why is everybody such a bitch? Why is everybody having all these crying moments? Listen, everybody call and shoot and like gone and kill all like I don't like they don't get it. And Everyone I'm like, Who? can't be like a sociopath. Like we already why have every- like eleven hundred just- of them in this series. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I just I don't understand why when people watch cartoons or not cartoons but like anime and like things that are emotional they're like yeah I don't need I just need action I don't I don't care much for emotions. That's I like, why I, I feel like when you were talking earlier about shonen romance about why it works because people are so detached from real emotions and real relationships that they just go with like yeah no that's how you get that's how you get someone to marry you right you just randomly show up like marry me okay. You just punch the most evilest thing in a 10-mile radius, and then they love you, right? Yeah, now we're in love. Cool. All right. All right. Yeah, all right. Awesome. I think it was like the latest chapter of Toriko. And then those people went on to write Kyoryuji. Yeah, yeah, what what the fuck? What the shit? Like, okay, (laughs) two two sidetracks here. One, (laughs) Toriko, which I didn't have that many emotions about, but it was so dumb. Because, like, Ren walks in the door... And it's like, marry me, Toriko. And he's like, okay. 
And everyone yeah. else is just like, what? <laughs> <laughs> and she, I think, is like, wait, what? Wait, wait, you said yes? She's like, yeah, of course, why wouldn't I? And everybody's why like, wait, I you don't marry? understand why. You don't understand why it's weird. And, like, now your gay relationship with Kamatsu can't really be like, no, I don't, that's not how... He's that's like, that's not, not that's not related to this at all. Like, right. Just because I have a really close friendship that's borderline romantic with this guy doesn't mean I can't commit the rest of my life, which is probably going to be the next 24 hours, to this chick. <laughs> right. <laughs> I mean, all I really need to do is fill her with children, so that'll take, like, one try, and then I never have to touch her again, right? That's uh, marriage. That's, that's relationship in... Mm-hmm. Relationships 101, so... So the um and then understandably people threw their computers out of windows and off balconies and all kinds of shit because none of that made any sense. And secondly, the ending of Kill Ryuji. What the what in the fuck? Like it's fucking bullshit. So much garbage. Everybody in that show was bros. Like there was only well, there were two girls on the team technically. But one of the girls was madly in love with the main guy. But not really. She was more like creepy. Which didn't matter because she was number seven. And there's no way you're going to be important, lady. Uh And she was dragging the other girl along who's an actual member of the team. And was like the first real one to join up. And she's like, yeah, we need to stop this other girl from getting him because we both have the same goal. And we're friends, so we need to sabotage her attempts at this relationship. And the other girl is like, I don't know what's going on or what you're talking about, but this looks like fun, so I'll do it. Then the last episode, what happened? No, no, no. Let's let's start before, episode before, where she's just like, uh, King, to- before you go, here's this coupon for like... Strawberry fucking- parfait that's pink and red, because you know we go together or whatever. No, I- no, no. King made that. Yeah. He said, oh, thanks. Because she just says, here's this coupon. You're cool. And he's like, oh, I get it. The symbolism behind this is because we're both pink and red. And we're like, fuck, like, we're, we're an item. And he's like, and I'm like, wait, what? When, <laughs> when did, did that happen? When did any of this happen? And that's the problem. Everything in Sheldon happens behind the scenes. But back to Hunter Hunter. Okay, anyways. Because yeah. I don't yeah. want to talk <laughs> extended about Kyoruji because I will lose my shit. And there's a time and a place to talk about that. There is a place, yes. <laughs> and, the thing about Hunter Hunter's emotion... <laughs> the thing about Hunter Hunter's emotionality is basically... I mean, obviously he said it was inaccurate. But Ahsoka broke this down all the way down in like episode 20-something or somewhere around there. Where the the enforcers are overly emotional. Yes. So the people that you see crying, I mean, frequently, are people like um, Gone and Knuckle and so on. Shoot is basically crying because his life is worthless and means nothing. Yeah, it's just he's reading how shit he is. He is when he's, he sees yeah. these young children aspire <laughs> to things greater than he's ever thought of doing. <laughs> Like wow, these these kids and their potential, and they're cheating at life. They're just doing way more than me, who's a man in his twenties, I think. Mm-hmm. And I was just hoping not to. Die I'm still a student. I got like student debt piled up to my ears. It's like I can't even do anything. So anyway, in the the lead up to the castle, 
the precursor when they all start jumping out of the hole, which is pretty funny. I like how it, it's basically like shot for shot what's going on at every moment. Yes. All over the castle, which is basically like three places. Um, they come out the hole at that's right next to the stairs, and as soon as they hop out, Yuppie is sitting on the steps, like, "What the hell?" Oh, we did skip Dragon Dive though. Yeah, no, I know that happens. That happens. At the same time. Yeah, he yeah, notices like them consecutively, and then Dragon Dive happens. Uh, okay. Pizzo is on the top of the roof, looking up, and she sees, um, or he, whatever. Pizzo sees them coming down out of the sky. I don't even know And is just like, yes. okay, this is a, this is these are stronger people that I've ever fought. I got this. Pizzo releases the end, um, that was on the palace, which was mistake number one. Mistake number two was charging at them because um, the chairman is just like, oh, this is exactly what I wanted. And Pito gets like punched halfway across the world. Like by the like the most baller spiritual bitch slap ever. Yeah. Which is fantastic. And then there's also like backstory of Neferpito about how he was so determined that he went up into the mountains what? And he did was a thousand <laughs> ten thousand punches because his name is Netero. Ah Netero, thank you. It, yes, it's letters similar. So Netero went up into the mountains and he did like a thousand punches or whatever. He prayed and then punch. That was yeah. his thing. And then prayed, and then punched some more. And yeah. he found that originally it took him more than a day or several days, whatever, to do it. And then it eventually come down to, like, an hour. And he yeah. realized that he had so much more free time that he decided to pray. And he was up there for, like, four years doing just that. Yes. And his hair grew all the way down. The grass grew up around him and died and all that stuff. And there were baby animals. And he didn't eat any food, which was strange. And he finally decides to c- climb down off this mountain. And he challenges a dojo. Yeah, <laughs> and yes. he like is super like because he punches and all of a sudden like he like causes a sonic boom. Yes, and everybody's like, "Oh, what the fuck!" And then the guy's like, "Okay, you own the gym now." <laughs> he was like, the dude "You are lying. the master. I shall bow to my sensei." Like I've never seen anything so beautiful. And then you see um, the the many. I think it's the many-handed Buddha, the many-faced Buddha. I don't remember which one of them it is. But you see it behind him in his Nen thing. Mm-hmm. And that you see it in the ending, really, yeah. also. So back to what is actually going on in current time. Um, Netero has brought Zeno, Killua's grandfather, with them. And so Killua's grandfather is like, hey, I don't know what's going to happen. But why not? And just blast everywhere um, with Dragon Dive, which is like these random haphazard beams of light of yeah. murder. It's like a bunch of tiny dragons split off from a giant energy dragon and then rain death. Yep. And Pizzo obviously can see it. Yeah. So he has the capability to dodge some of it. But the the punch sent him flying, and then like to save himself, herself, 
whatever from like basically being sent uh, probably a hundred miles away from the palace yes summons uh the nurse thing that i've forgotten the name of dr uh, dr blythe right and because the restriction on that is that it could only stay in one place once it's summoned yes and it's also attached to pito via the tail pito pinned all hope on okay this is gonna stop my momentum and i'll be able to get back into the palace and he's like oh my god my tail <laughs> yeah <laughs> like this probably hurts a lot meanwhile pufu is going nuts he's just screaming king while flying towards him yeah running through the um through the lightning dragons and then doing majestic kicks to break the boulders that are getting tossed from the from the wreckage yes and then he gets there. Or no, wait, he doesn't get there. He gets to the, the throne room, and the king's not there. But um, Pito uses the um, the her N, or his N, mm-hmm. and notices that the king and Kumugi are in, the, in her room, and that she sees that the chairman and Zeo are on their way there, too. So they get there, and all of a sudden... You see, he like bleed from her midsection. Because she, she got would, a drag right? it through the chest. Yeah, yeah she, she would. would be the one to get hit. <laughs> yeah. Nobody else, just her. Yeah, like literally no one in this whole place got that mattered. Got smashed with these dragons, except not her. even like the minion ants. Like you figured they'd be like the first to die or something. They were all alive. Yeah. So every single one of them. There was only eleven people in that friggin' castle, and who gets hit? The blind, retarded girl. So the king is like embracing her, and he just—he looks upset. And when he sees um, Zeno and Natero, he's just like, "Okay, it's clear what you guys are here for, and I am down with that. I am really in the mood to kill all of you, which works for my schedule." Mm-hmm. And when he sees Pito, he's just like, "Okay, Pito, here's what you're going to do." Listen to my every word. If you deviate from this in any way, shape, or form, I will murder you so hard you will have never been born. (laughs) Heal this woman. Do not move until she is fine. If I come back and she is dead. You are dead. (laughs) So Pito is, like, terrified. I, like, okay... This is super serious business. And even Natero and Zeno, Zeno especially, is kind of in shock that he hit Kabuki in the first place. Yeah, he was like, she, she wasn't supposed to be there. They thought, because wow. they, they were going back to that moment when Pizzo's end disappeared from around the palace. Mm-hmm. And they were thinking about how something had to have happened in that moment. And they eventually deduced that the king have, had to have been hurt because Pizzo wouldn't have removed and then for anybody else other than the king, because who cares about all of the other lives in the palace? Mm-hmm. So this was the person that um, the king had hurt himself for, or whatever. And so um, Zeno and Natero are like, okay, but there's one more thing we need to do. And he's like, okay, fine, do whatever you want. And the narrator is like, out of respect for the king and like his emotions... And his abilities, Zeno tried to make the 
purest, most neutral uh, form of his Nen that he released into the, the dragon thing that flew away into the middle of the desert so Natero and the king could fight. And I like that the king still refuses to fly like a normal person. Still, <laughs> yeah. yeah he just, like, let me wrap my tail around tail. his yeah. leg. He's like, Natero is sitting up on the dragon's back and and the king is just like, nah, I'm going to force this dragon that doesn't know me, that doesn't feel mm-hmm. anything towards me, carry me by my tail. Because mm-hmm. I'm yeah. Well, then, you know, I don't think he wants to look at Natero right now. He's just going to get even more mad. Yeah. So they fly off. And Gon and Killua come up to the top floor, like after escaping Yupi in that fantastic sort of way. Um, where um, I think Shoot attacks him first, or Knuckles, Knuckle hits him. Yes. Yeah while invisible, to put APR on him. And he has no idea what happened, because he was just standing there, and there were all these people, and then he got punched, and he doesn't know what's going on, but he can't let anybody go past him. And he gets engaged in battle, and he starts swinging all his hands, and Gon and Killua manage to get past him. And Knuckle is like, okay, what do I do now? We just chill here and let Shoot do his thing, and then Shoot gets obliterated. Yeah, he gets hit really hard. And he manages in that fray of getting attacked to figure out, hey, I have these flying hands. What say I use them for something other than to punch people with? Because that wasn't working. Considering my, lo- my one of my legs is all but lopped off. Yeah. I need he, to get around. He like hops on his hand and he starts flying away from him. It's kind of cool. Mm-hmm. and then Knuckle is just eventually like okay he's gonna die if I just sit here and wait for the proper moment for our plan to be put into action and because basically at this point all Shoot had managed to do was use um, Total Raphaelisia on one of his eyes on his shoulder which just like mildly annoyed him yes. yeah. it, didn't, it didn't inconvenience him in any way no he has like, like 20 more of those eyes. Right. Well, I think he can also just ones. make new eyes, too. Yeah, he can just make new eyes out of anything. Just not in that spot. Mm-hmm. The guy is basically like, what is even going on here? I don't know what any of these battle tactics are. Somebody punched me at one point. I couldn't <laughs> tell which one of these kids it was. And then Knuckle eventually decides to decloak to surprise him. And that's when APR pops up behind him. He's like, what in the world is this thing? And while that is going on, um, Ikalgo is moving through the palace. And so is Welfin. Because Welfin is playing super detective at this point, like 15 days after everything already happened. <laughs> yeah, he actually <laughs> kind of almost gets to his own episode, actually. Yeah. <laughs> kind of funny. He's just like, hmm, these drones have found a dead body. <laughs> How long has this been here? And he's like, hey, there's shoes. Okay, this person must have taken off their shoes because they didn't want to notice us to notice their footprints. That's kind of weird that they would just abandon their shoes here. And he's like following the path. And he's like, they came to the stairs, but it doesn't seem like they went up. I wonder why they wouldn't have gone up. It must have been that day um, when Pito's Nen went down and the other Nen was coming down the stairs and he would have just been like, holy crap. I don't want nothing to do with this ever. And while he's investigating all of that, 
um, Ikago comes by as Flutter. And like he's walking down the hallway. And at the same time he's walking down the hall, these two, um, I don't know what you'd even call them, what level ants they are. I guess they're just uh, straight they, up like soldiers. Yeah, they were just straight up soldiers because they weren't necessarily leaders, but at the same time, yeah, they were supposed ants. to be strong. Uh, so they're coming by, and Killua sees them, and Killua's just like, oh god, he's not going to be able to do anything to them. And he immediately like cuts off their heads. And Welfin sees them fall and see Shudder like a half second later. He will run. Akila will runs past him and Shudder walks the hallway and he's like, wait a second. That time interval was too slow. I mean, it was too short because if they passed each other, then either Shudder should be dead. Like in that same blow, he would have probably cut off Shudder's head. Yes. Or um, Shudder would have killed this kid, normally speaking. But the yes. fact that they pass each other in that short period of time may mean that um, Flutter is in on whatever this kid is doing. So he was going to confront him, I guess, but then he sees Bravudo and decides to hang back and see what happens here. And... Bravuda's like, yo, bro, where are you going? And he's like, yeah, I just need to go down to the basement because that's where Hagia wants me to go. And they both, Bravuda and um, Welfin, are like, wait a second. Hagia? This dude changed his name like three episodes Y'all, y'all calling him his government still? I thought he changed that. Yeah. I thought he wanted to be known as Leo. And he's like, hey, what happened to you? You look all raggedy. He's like, yeah, I got in a fight. It was terrible. <laughs> yeah. Don't 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 ask about the smell. No, uh, well, Bravuda couldn't smell him. Oh yeah, yeah, he's just so. a lobster. So he just goes down in the basement, like peace out, guys, and they're just like, Hagia, let me call this elevator, mm-hmm. which was pretty funny because you could have just gone in the elevator with him. Yeah. Well, and they just, did explain later that the rules is only one person at a time and shit. Well, it's only one person on the way up. As many people as they uh, want can okay. go down, but only one person could come up at a time. Okay. But I think he was just in shock. He's just trying to sort out, because he's a lobster. His mm-hmm. brain can't be that big. He's trying to organize his thoughts before he pushed the button. Yeah. So, Gon and Killua, back to these dickholes. Um, they're on top of the opposite building from... Kamugi's room. Yes. Yeah, but gone is a little bottle. Hello? Yeah, um, talk. Yeah, the door. Yeah. Open. yeah. So, anyway, um, they're standing opposite, and then they jump across, and Zeno is still standing there, and Kilo's like, Granddad, I thought that was you. It's like, yeah, uh, I I gotta go. I have things to take care of. But I'm gonna let you figure out what conclusion you want to draw from what's going on inside. And he's just like, bye? I guess? That was weird. Yeah. And then Netero, he looks at Gon, and he has this smirk on his face. <laughs> and then like, points backward behind him and is like nodding his head like, that's where you want to go. It's like, you're gonna love this. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. This is hilarious. You might not find it hilarious, but I do. <laughs> yeah. It's like, this is the moment um, that I talked about very early on in this arc when he confronted that group of ants in the forest. And he just, I think, beaten up one of them. The turtle one, I think. I don't remember which one it was first. I think turtle one was second. Some wolfish guy or something. He just beat <laughs> the crap out of him. And the others were just like, oh, screw that guy. He was scum trash anyway. Like, he's terrible at fighting. We don't care. Oh, if he yeah, that was guys. the Armadillo guy. Yeah. yeah. And then Gone is just like, but he's your friend. Don't you care if your friends get hurt? And they were like, we're not friends, man. We just happen to be here together. And he's yeah. like, oh, okay. Well, since you guys don't care about each other, then I don't have any problems with killing you. And I think it was the narrator or Kite. Kite, probably. Was like, okay, gone. that's fine for now, but what are you going to do when you find an ant that actually cares about another ant? Like, yeah, no, it was, it was Kite. And, yeah, and, so. and that's when Gon was like, silly Kite, that's never going to happen. Tricks are for kids. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, here he is, entering this room that Neferpito has been promised to be in, but that we know that Kamugi is inside with Pito dying. So, an episode or two passes. Is We talked about so many things that happen in between. Uh, Yupi turns into the Incredible Hulk lightning bolt and then explodes. <laughs> yeah. yes. I don't even yeah. know what that was he, he turned into. But he was just so tired of just everything. Cause, um, His anger literally exploded. Knuckle, he was so confused. That's what Knuckle, happens when you yeah. get confused. Knuckle messed with him and then ran away. And he's just like, I don't have time for any of this. None of these stupid people. And this thing keeps growing bigger behind me and being annoying and I can't kill it. And, and Knuckle... A stupid patch on my shoulder. Yeah. <laughs> like, Knuckle realized that he didn't follow him out the window. He's like, wait a second. And he turns around and goes back in. And um, Yuppie has proceeded to the throne room because now he wants to know what's going on. And he's calling for... King and Pito and Pufu and nobody's answering. He's getting frustrated and frustrated and frustrated. And when Knuckle comes back, he's just like, screw everything. And he swells up, like turns yellow and has like um, big antennae and then blows up. And shoot, I love how Knuckle like runs back downstairs. He like slides and grabs shoot and yes. runs out. And then this sea of like dust um, this wave of dust envelops him. Yes. And it's like, holy God, if I was still standing there, I'd probably be dead. Like, the whole um, throne room it shifted off its foundation, and it kind of, like, slid downward. Yes. And meanwhile, um, Moral and um, Pufu still haven't thrown, like, the first blows in this fight, because Pufu um, let off his dust thing and then went in a cocoon. Yeah, he's just hiding there. Yeah, he used spiritual message to try to read morale. And I was like, okay, well, if that's how you feel, I'm just going to do this cocoon thing. He's talking about how like he's he's getting nervous about um, his two followers because if Yuppie is outside screaming, that must mean that they got beat up or mm -hmm. are dead, whatever. Yeah. 
close enough. And then we find out that uh, Shoot is close enough to that point. Yeah, he's pretty close. So much so that when Yuppie came back into uh, the building, he saw him and was like, yeah, he's dead. He's close enough to dead. <laughs> I, I'm not even worried. Uh, I need to go see what's wrong with the king. I Shoot was like dragging himself mm-hmm. on his, his one good arm. And like this long streak of blood on oh, the floor. Yeah. And like Melorian was looking at him and like, oh my god, I so want to tell you, like, good luck. You, you hang in there. You're gonna be good. We're gonna save you at some point in the future, maybe, possibly. But he's like, if I like let my breath go to say that, he might notice me, and then all is lost. So he like turns and he runs outside where Walfin is dicking around outside. Mm-hmm. And he was running out of breath, so he's like, okay. I'm going to just breathe out and in in the same breath, and it's going to be good. He won't notice me. I'm around the corner. And Welfin has noticed that the person, whoever it is that's out there, is wearing odorless deodorant. Yes. And the fact that they're doing that is because they know about him and his nose. And they're trying to fool him, so it has to be someone impersonally. So he's thinking, okay, Flutter was probably definitely maybe a traitor. Bravuda too, also possibly. I don't know. I was going to go in the elevator behind them, but then I realized, hey, what if they're on the same side? Bravuda might shoot me with his machine gun crap. Fire hands. claws. Yeah. yeah. I don't even know what that was. It was like, it's like a Tommy gun, but with his claws. Mm-hmm. That's basically what it was. Why would you have bullets in your whatever? I mean, we do, there is a Frankenstein. Because it looks awesome. Bullets. I, yeah, it does. So, yeah. But yeah, but at this point, you realize, and I think the narrator uh, comments that uh, Welfin is notoriously like skeptical about everyone and everything at all times. Yes, and like the main reason why he wants to get buddy buddy with Bizaf is because he wants to kill him and take his position, because he feels like being the king behind the scenes means that he would have he wouldn't have to be as suspicious as being the real king, and. Clearly, if he was the real king, he'd be driven insane by himself. Yes. And so, concluding that there's someone there, especially since in that one moment where um, Melorium breathes out, he apparently becomes, I guess, aura ping or whatever, and Welford senses him. And then he goes down on all fours, and he summons his missile launcher thing his rocket launcher thing yeah Yeah. and it's like who's there you have three seconds to get out or i will blow you up and he goes three two one and fires and the narrator explains that his weapon works by um issuing a question or a command um to whoever the target is and if they lie um the missile is liar disobey in the case of a command the yes. missile's going to hit them, and no matter who gets hit by the attack, they're going to die. So when he fires, uh, the missile just goes around the corner, and they both, the cartoon uh, bullet bill style missile, <laughs> <Yes. laughs> just like pause in midair and look confused. And is looking around. <laughs> He's like, okay, there was nobody here, or they've already gone. So he makes them disappear. And the narrator is like, luckily for Melorion. Like, as soon as the dude summoned this, he was gone. Not that he necessarily knew it was going to happen, but he kind of figured he was going to die, so he left. And back upstairs, 
to where um, Gana Killua finally entered this room where Nefropito is um, with Kamugi on the ground, with Dr. Blythe doing whatever it is with all those pointy objects in her guts. Yes. Well, you know, she's got like all these like broken and internal internal organs, and apparently the Doctor Blythe can just regenerate organs now too. I mean, I guess. Well, it's, it's like a slowly piecing things together and stuff. It, like that. I guess if all the bits were inside of her, mm-hmm. and it hasn't been that. It's been like three minutes since everything happened. At the end of um, one sixteen, he's like, and it's only been three minutes since the attack first started, so. It's not as though she's had a long time for all of the parts to die, all the cells to die. So, possibly, I don't know. It doesn't make much medical yeah. sense, but whatever. No, but again, I mean, it's, it, a magical, it's magic. It's magic, so I'm yeah. not gonna. Yeah, okay, yeah. call. Mm-hmm. Plus, I like, better. <laughs> if it's if it's just small intestine, you could literally cut pieces out and then piece it back together, and you'd mostly be fine. Mm-hmm. Just slightly shorter. Yeah. So. Well, <laughs> yeah. Dr. Blythe is there fixing her, and Kamugi has a little breathing apparatus thing on, which is... I'm glad that she thought of that, because I was just going to be like, whatever, let's let her scream. <laughs> yeah, she's just like... <laughs> so Gon walks in there, and it's like, Pito, time to meet your doom. And Pito's just like, could you not? I'm, I'm busy. He's like, get away from that girl. Stop killing her like you did, Kite. And Kilo is in response, is just like, wait a second. We are not approaching the situation correctly. There's something yeah. wrong, and we need to figure out what it is. Like, why would why would Grandpa say like make a conclusion yourself when you go inside? Like, why would he be that big? And he looks at the girl again, looks at Doctor Blythe, at Pito. Like, wait a second. Clearly, this is the person that was in the castle, um, that we never accounted for. The person that the King injured himself for. And if Pito is here healing her, it must be on the king's orders. But Gon is having none of that. Gon just advances and is like, get away from the girl, step outside, let's do this. And Pito just like is in this uh, cornered cat position, I guess, is how um, Killua looks at it. Yeah. Yeah, like uh, a mother protecting its child. Yeah, yeah. It's just He's like, like a cat. wait a second, Gon. This isn't what you think it is. And Gon's like, I don't want any of your shit. None of you. All of you shut up. And Pito just like sort of kneels down with um, palms up in what is apparently the universal gesture for I don't want none of this. Yes. Yeah. And like, please, no fighting. I give up or whatever. And it's just like, whatever whatever you want, I'll do it. Just let me heal this girl. And Killua goes to ask a question. Gon is like, nah, son, I ask all the questions here. Open yeah. your mouth again, and I will smack it off of you. Yes. And he asks um, Kamugi, who is this woman? Ask, sorry, ask Pito, who's this woman? And Pito is just like... She's someone that's important to someone that's important to me, which is like the most roundabout answer possible. Which and it would have pissed me off, honestly, if I was already yeah. angry. And she's like, "Why should I care? Why do you care? Where, where do you get off saying that you care about people? You murdered Kite and you dismembered him, and you're gonna go with me 
right now to save him after I kick your ass. And, like, this whole scene was, like, where I started to not, like, gone. Yeah. Yes. Definitely. Just well, partially. He may, you know, we've talked about this before, about, like, mm-hmm. where he turns around and gives that speech to Killua, and he gives him that yeah. shitty thing where, like, oh, dude, calm the fuck down. He's like, you like, would say that, because you don't care about anyone or anything. Right. And I'm just like, whoa, Negro, he came all the way here with you for your shit, risked his life like a million times, did yeah, emergency like, surgery on his brain. Like, and you t- you're telling this dude he doesn't care about anyone. Okay, son. Mm-hmm. Like that and like, he was literally gonna force Kamugi to die. Like that's where he was going with this whole situation. Yes. He's like, I don't care about you or who you care about or the fact that this is a human woman and not an aunt who is guts are strewn over the floor it's completely open like at first he made the initial wrong assessment of um pizza was killing her then once he learned that pizza was trying to heal her he's like no i don't care you didn't care about kite i don't care whatever about whatever it is that you're doing she could die you need to step away and let's do this outside and it's like one of the the rare moments aside from the silly stuff where you see that Gon is a child and like Im- very, very emotionally immature. Yes. Because he's so wrapped up in this idea of revenge for Kite that he can't see what's going on in front of him. Which, under normal circumstances, whatever, dude. But like, isn't, Kamugi... that, tip- isn't, that, the, isn't that the point of it though? That if yeah. you're so focused on revenge that you don't see the. the actual reality that is life going on around you, so that's why you shouldn't focus on revenge as much? Yes. And therefore, there's a deeper meaning behind it all. And two, like, I feel like because, I mean, we only really care about it and are upset at Gon because we've had the past nine or ten episodes or so to connect with Kamugi um, as a person. Because otherwise, you know, she's just some human being that got exploded. And you see the, the Gungi board is in half um, on the floor from, I guess, where she got hit. And is just Gon's, like, utter disregard for Kamugi combined with Pito's, like, complete acceptance of death, basically, at this point. Yeah. Because Pito is just like, look, if you're going to kill me, whatever. But don't kill me until I've healed Kamugi. Because that's what the king wants. He gave me a direct order, and I have to fulfill that order. And Gon finally... Like, he, I mean, he was going to use um, Jajank in super evil form. Yeah, super, super evil form. On them. Like, even though Pizzo had surrendered and everything. And broker his arm at the same point. Like, that yeah. was the only thing that really prevented getting hit with the Jajank in. Because Pizzo immediately broke um, his left arm. And it's just like, look. You could have my right arm. You could have my legs. I will cut them off right now. So you, because um, Gon is like, how can I trust you that after you heal her, you're gonna stick around and do what I say? How do I know you know she's gonna run off? Because you're, you know, an evil ant monster. And Pito snaps the arm and then is like, I'll break the other one and give it to you. I'll cut off my legs and give those to you. I'm not going anywhere. I'll do whatever it is that you want, as long as I get to heal her. Just so please he, don't kill her. 
he's finally like acquiesces and is like, okay, how long is it going to take? It's like, well, judging by all the intricate work I have to do four or five hours. And God's like, I don't have time for that. Which I don't know what else he had going on in his life. Ain't nobody got time for that. Nobody. Like, four, okay. hour, well, four hours of your life just sitting there waiting for you to be, like kill someone and or to fight someone without really knowing if you're going to be able to kill them or not. Yeah. And then Pito is like, well, I guess if you give me an hour, I can do just enough so that she'll still be alive. And he's like, okay, that, you have an hour, and then you're going with me back to Beijing to save Kite, which maybe Pito could have said, like, yeah, that's not going to happen. Like, he's pretty dead. Yeah. He's kind of beyond repair. But I don't think she told him that, though. That's the thing. No, she, Pito didn't say anything, because, like, he would have just blown her head off, probably. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Had Pito was like, yeah, you realize that he's just a puppet, and like I don't actually have his brain, so I can't like bring him back to life because the queen already ate that part of him. So yeah, there's like literally nothing I can. But do. don't worry, in the end, it won't matter. Yeah, you will have done all of this for no reason. Way to go! Yeah. Way to go! Um, Killua at some point <laughs> is just like, okay. This guy told me I wasn't needed, and I'm not his friend, and I'm not capable of human emotion. Yeah. Fuck this. I'm out. And he leaves. <laughs> Cause at one I got point, other places to be. One point, Nefropito, like, looks at Gone and then looks past Gone, and it's just an empty hallway. Yeah. Just like, let's just mean. You just, like, abandoned Pito to this dude. Okay. And Killua has gone outside to where... um. Yuffie's been wrecking shit. And they realize that they've not planned well enough because they've not taken into account any possible evolution um, by any of the Royal Guard. And he asked Melorion, like, okay, how long can you, what's the minimum time you can hold your breath? And he's like, at first, it was just a couple of seconds because I was stressed. But now I can do it for a minute. He's like, cool, a minute is fine. That's just enough for me to get one good shot in on him. And then you get to see after Yuppie's explosion, his rapid evolution. And I really like the, the shot that they use where he's um, half his normal face and body. And he's half that yellow explosive rage mass thing. Because he's got the, the extra in, um, insectoid arms coming out of the side. And got the antenna on one side. And he's realizing, like... Yeah, I could be an unstoppable rage monster that can't control any of my powers, or I could learn how to channel this and turn it into a weapon um, for use for the king. But the first thing I gotta do is kill these dudes. And as he's sitting there in the hole, he starts to try and figure out what to do next, and he just turns into this horrible giant mass of, like, sinews and muscles and just starts punching everything yeah that it's was pretty the, uh, brutal yeah well i don't know i kind of like i i'm looking forward to the scene where we all know what's gonna happen mm-hmm. um but without giving too much away i mean people could have already read ahead if they wanted to the uh 
the the whole entire time I'm watching Gon have his basically his fucking tantrum. I'm like, how am I? Like, how am I supposed how am I supposed to connect with you? Because I connected with Komugi. I know what the fuck's happening there, and I understand that. And now it seems like you guys fucking basically cost her to almost die. And you know he's pleading and doing all the stuff, and then you're like so close-minded and so hell-bent on revenge, and now you're just sitting there waiting with this brooding look on your face, like I'm gonna be here watching you, watching her as she gets healed. Yep, and as soon as you're done, I'm gonna murder you. And like to me, that was even before like the next stage of it happens. That was like the defining moment for Gone as a character for me. That was just when I noped out of him. Yep. Like, I already stopped liking Kurapika because he has God mode. And also, he wants to kill the characters I like. Then, Gone just ends for me here. Even um, in the future, when you see him back to his normal, happy self, it feels like hollow. It's something about it doesn't feel right. And then the Killua thing, basically. Afterwards, yeah. Yeah, I don't like him either. So it's basically yeah. down to Leorio and Ahsoka. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, Ahsoka's always going to have a special place in your heart. And yes. Leorio no hasn't done anything to disappoint me yet. Mm-hmm. Except, yeah, because he did say he was having sex with women and masturbating. Not mm-hmm. just masturbating. So I, I'm in Leorio's corner right now. Yeah, yeah. Everybody else needs to step their game up, grow emotionally, stop being such jerks. And uh, as this is going on, um, Chitu, because I forgot he was even still alive, Chitu is trying to confront um, oh, Zeno. Oh, God, yeah, I forgot about this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy, this scene. Who is just yeah. not interested in what, he's, <laughs> what he wants to do? He's like, Hey, we should fight because I got this really new cool technique and I need to test it on someone. And Zeno's just like, son, this is not the time. Can you see I'm not in the mood? I'm too old for this shit. <laughs> and he's like, yeah, but my technique is really cool. And you're not the guy I want to fight. But I tried to go fight that guy. But it turns out he's encased in this smoke and I can't get in. I even tried to climb in and jump in from the top and that didn't work. And while I was up there, I saw you. So guess who I'm going to fight? He dude is like, all right, fine. But just listen to me for a second, because I really need to get this off my chest. And he's like, so today, for the first time, I may have killed somebody that I didn't intend to kill. And Chitu's just like, okay, yeah, but my technique is awesome. You got to see this. And he's like, you just you just don't care about anyone but yourself, right? He's like, yes, I don't. And he's like, well, in that case, you should really always watch your back. And Chitu's like... That's the oldest trick in the book. There's no way I'm gonna fall for that. And then murder from and then the squash. sky. Yeah. And you see, like, so oh well, it was about to happen either way. It was gonna, it was gonna be, it was gonna happen either way. And then all that. Completed his head in with his fist. Yes. Yeah. And he's like, hey, I like Dad. how the blood gushed afterwards too. Like he made yes. the punch, and then it's like, blood volcano. Like, hey, Dad, you cool? Thanks. Yeah. yeah. Let's, let's get out of here. Let's go. How's my son? Oh, he's okay. He looks a little bit more mature now. Well, that's cool. Yeah, he finally got right. that thing out of his head. Oh, okay. That's cool. 
So yeah, it's that, that's... some like very evil, powerful monsters, right? Yeah, he'll be fine. <laughs> he probably won't die. And if yeah. he does, we didn't need him. And they fly away on a dragon that has hair instead of scales. And that like a time, real I'm, dragon. <laughs> I'm just like, where'd you get this hairy dragon from? Like, it doesn't yeah. make any sense to me. But anyway, they fly. You off. don't make any sense. Whatever. Your mom doesn't make any sense. Hey yo. So. <laughs> He flies, they fly away, and we're left with the king and Taro are still headed towards wherever they're headed towards. I feel like Zeno had, like, a comment after that was that was, like, kind of almost joking about the pace that everything's been going, but not really. Because he was like, hey, son, check this out. <laughs> so, like, for the first time in my life, I actually ha- I met someone so powerful that I had my time compressed. I think he, he means, like, he got half his life cut off or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Well, that and, was the translation, so I don't know. Yeah, I don't I don't know what that translation means. So, I don't know. Ask ask uh, Crunchyroll. So, Silva yeah. is just like, yeah, I remember that I shouldn't believe half of what you say. So, mm. we're just going to go. Yeah. But, yeah, that's the, the super compressed slapdash version of episode 108 to 117. There was something in the preview. I forgot what it was. I I stopped watching previews now because I actually want to see the episode. Like, I already know what's happening, and I'm like, okay, I'll just wait. I think it's still UP. That's who they focused yeah. on. Yeah, uh, you see UP, you see morale, he looks concerned. Uh, whatchamacallit? You see... What's uh, Octopus Guy again? Ikalo. Uh, Ikago yeah. gets confronted by Lobster Man. Bravuda. Bravuda. Yeah. I call Wolf was calling him bro. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I was like, pretty. when that happened, I was like, who the fuck is bro? Like, what is he talking about? Hey, bro. Bro. Yeah, bro. What's up, bro? I like how he calls him bro, but he's like, you don't trust anybody. <laughs> yeah. Dude's so paranoid. It's he like, so not, paranoid. not bro in like the bro sense of the word. Bro, in like it's short for Bravuda, and everyone just right. like. Yeah, forgot you forget his name for a second. Hmm. I mean, like they said it at the beginning. At the beginning of the episode. Oh right. Yeah, because he's like Bravuda. Right, he's like Chidu and Bravuda come out of the window, out of the door, right? Yeah. And he, every time Wolfie confronts him after that, he just says "bro," but Ikago, which we skimmed over. Um, when Welfin goes in the elevator for a second, he's like, oh my god, it smells like death and throw up in here. What the hell? And then we remember the flood has been dead for a while. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he just, like, took his body and is, like, marionetting him. It is kind of interesting that that whole entire time, you can have it be, um, he could have the voice and he could have his powers. He's just from the inside of him just moving him around but he has like all of his control yeah i mean that that is kind of cool because i could not remember how his ability worked whether he like manufactured the body around him or but it turns out he literally uses the person's body so mm-hmm. yep so he's underground looking for palm while bravuda is suspicious of him because he said hagia instead of Leol. And he's looking to murder him. So, who knows where that's going to go. 
care. And Wilson um, is still uh, being a dick wherever he is. Yep. It's like his thing. Yeah. Because he's going to be the king behind the scenes, apparently. Yep. Just got to kill Bizarre first. Look, if that makes any sense whatsoever. No, he needs Bizarre, right, for his... To be the king, because he just knows he wants everything. he wants Bizef to have his back essentially. Oh, right. okay, sure. Yeah, because apparently it's dumb, but yeah. I mean, you would think like you get all the information from him and then kill him, because why would they need Bizef other than to look human? Which well, like to talk to humans. That's it. They could just get an elaborate mask. <laughs> elaborate mask. Yes, <laughs> an Whatever. elaborate mask. Oh man. Yeah, that's that's yeah. So, is there anything in particular that got missed in this skimming that you feel is important to note? Hmm. Let's see, I think I grabbed everything, or or I I, I huh. grabbed everything. Ha! Huh. Um, I mentioned things as I remembered uh, important parts for me, so. Yeah, I I think we got everything. I don't really recall anything else being important from the episodes. But a lot of man emotions happening. Yes, so much. Knuckle shoot, gone I mean, kill The king by himself, his yeah. own growth. I do like how they uh, – I forgot to – I don't know if you guys mentioned it. I wasn't really paying attention at the time, but – if you mention like when Komugi gets fucking impaled by that dragon bolt and his face is just black. Like I don't even show his face. Oh yeah, yeah. The <laughs> yeah. king's face was just yeah. pitch dark. Black. There's like they they don't even bother to draw it. And I thought I was like it was on the manga too. Mm-hmm. And I was actually wondering how they're gonna do it in the anime and they did it like that and I was like, Okay, that works. Another cool thing, um when Gone um, started, I don't know, powering his Nen all the way up to a form that Killua didn't even recognize. Like, he was flickering between, like, the regular anime-drawn colored version of himself and, like, a grayscale uh, manga-type image. Yeah. yeah. So that, that was, was a that was another really cool touch um, on the animation side. I know somewhere in there, in those episodes, they started using a new song. I don't even... I, don't, I can't tell you what it sounds like anymore. Mm-hmm. It's, uh... Isn't it the violin one? Or is Maybe. that one bit? I don't know anymore. Yeah. It's been so long. <laughs> I think it might have been. I mean, it might. It has to be from the movie soundtrack. I just. I haven't even. I haven't even imported it yet, so I don't even know. Unless, like, there's another soundtrack they're going to release, I guess, after this arc. Which Maybe. is unlikely, but whatever. Yeah, because we we don't we don't even know yet what's gonna happen. Yeah, after. there's no manga, um, anything ever. Again, it's over. <laughs> <laughs> there's still one more arc. That's to the appropriate stopping place. Yes. And well, sure. Technically, I mean, they could easily rewrite the end of the next arc, and it would still be a suitable place to stop. Like anime has ended in a lot worse places than yeah. that. So, as it stands, we still have 
basically the same battles that got set up in the last couple episodes are still there to actually start. Um, UP versus um, Nuko, Malorian, and Killua. Uh, the King versus Natero. Um, Pito versus Gon, which is the only one that looks like it's going to be heavily one-sided. Yeah. Because Pito looks like no He's more will to live. Yeah. Yeah. And then um, morale against Pufu. Yeah. And that that's going to take a bit because of this cocoon. Yeah. I know, I I remember what happens now afterwards. Yeah. Uh But uh yeah, it'll be interesting just to see what people's thoughts are on it. All right. So Nothing else? No, I mean the movie came out, but we don't know if it's good or not because we have no, no clue. Yeah. I, I'll say it's a seven. It's a solid seven. <laughs> solid seven. There we yes. go. Yes. I I feel comfortable in that assertion. Like if it if it comes if I see it and it's actually like a six, you just be like, eh. Well, the day I saw it, I was feeling bad, so I gave it a six. But it's yep. really a seven. Yeah. And if it's I like gotcha. if it's like an eight, I'd be like, eh. I like Hunter Hunter, so I judge it harshly. Yes. Anyway, so if you want to send us an email, it's hxhpodcast at gmail.com. The website is hxhpodcast.wordpress.com, facebook.com slash hxhpodcast, twitter.com slash hxhpodcast. I don't remember the voicemail. 954-324-7732. Whatever, SSA, whatever those numbers are on your phone or numeric keypad device. I am Dame Dr. Foxy Brown. This has been episode of Dropping Dropping the X, an unofficial Hunter Hunter podcast brought to you by Toshihiro, uh, whatever, Yoshihiro Togashi. I don't know why I was going to say that backwards. Until next time. Bye.